What up, y'all? I'm to hear more. I'm Patrick Cloud. And this is another episode of Damn Internet. You scary. We got a very special guest on today's show, ladies and gentlemen. You've seen him all over the internet, all over TV. Uh, actor, comedian, stand-up producer, all of that type of stuff. He's from Detroit. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together. Welcome to the show for the first time, Mr. Spanky. Hey! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you pulled up with the Louie. Is that the is that Louie on the pocket? Well, you know, uh, I, I've made money in this in this profession. You know what I mean? You know, yeah. In this lifetime, I like yeah, in that. this lifetime. Is that a, is that a is that a frog smoking a joint? No, I went. That would make it fake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's the it's the hammer thing. That's hard. Thanks, man. Hey man, hey, so you were telling us a crazy story about oh, yeah. his middle figure. Man, you know what? Just put the camera down and because I don't want them to inter- I don't want your story to be interrupted when you tell this crazy ass story. So just figure out wherever you gotta put it and we'll make it work from there. But you gotta tell them this story you just told us about this 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 tattoo. Yeah, as many times as I've seen Spanky on TV, I didn't I, I don't think I've ever realized how tatted you were. Are these like rec- recent or like or have you always have you been making put, putting makeup on them? Like I didn't know. You, you know what's a funny story about that is uh I had moved uh to Long Beach at one point and my neighbor was cartoon this all oh, wow. tattoo artist. Yeah, I know cartoon. So, yeah, so he he was like, Let me practice on you. And I was like, Okay, okay, I don't whatever. Was that be- was that before he was like the most famous ta- yeah. tattoo artist in the industry? <laughs> he he was kind of getting there. He was he was on his way, like like people wow. were starting to recognize Damn. him at this point. So he was like, let me let me just tattoo you. The only thing was when I had not been home in Detroit for like five years. And when I went back home to Detroit, my mother was looking at me like, Are you the devil? We're like, what are you? gang did you join at 33 years old? <laughs> right. Like, wait a minute. Who is this guy? You waited till you moved out of my house to join the gang, huh? Okay. Smart. Right. Right. Hey, that's 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 legit though, being Mr. Cartoons. Like practice, <laughs> right? It's pretty like the 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 girl who practiced tattoos on me did not blow up as an artist. So, <laughs> so <laughs> power to you. You got Mr. Cartoon. That's lit. Dude, Pat was coming up with the most random tattoos every other weekend. He'll come back with three tattoos, and I'm like, dude, what are you doing? He's like. My friend does them for free. They look like I, I held them on with a sponge for three minutes. <laughs> those were those were the original tats. That's right. Cool. That, yeah, in the uh, bazooka, in the bazooka gum, the bazooka gel bubble gum. They yeah. it was hard as hell. So, so yeah, show us the finger. Oh, so so this this is a uh, you. Hey, this is crazy. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to, oh, yeah, there you go, there you go, there you go, there you go. Yeah, so yeah. you. Right, so, and then let's keep in mind, people, when I first got this, I didn't have the wrinkled finger, I didn't have the <laughs> grandfather's finger. So, so the O drooped a little? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Over yeah. time? The, the, the U was, you know, the top of the U was, you know, yeah. A little, <laughs> a little uh, seven-ish, in a way. <laughs> that's that's so, a fun tattoo. Yeah. It, was, it hurts when I get it redone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Finger tattoos hurt. I got one, one right here it's my that's one. like a mustache. And wait, let's see if I can do the, the makeup artist trick right there. It's kind of getting blurred out, but I the got side a of the finger hurts? right there. 
Hell yeah, yeah. look. I, I, I had got, well, I was feeling oh, sorry for Nick Cannon. Uh, one time he got real sick and I got his name. Where, where, where is it? Oh, there it is. I got his name. God damn it. Oh, uh, darn it. Uh, I'm going to need you to know where it's at, Spank. It's right there. <laughs> Right there, and I put Nick Cannon right there, and then uh -huh. he didn't pay me my money, so I tried to get <laughs> you got it covered. Trying to get it off. <laughs> he didn't pay me my money. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then, it, then he had like twelve kids after that, so he ain't sick. So I'm like, oh, I'm so now, now he's my boyfriend, so I had to get it off. Like, you, know, <laughs> you got to explain that. Hey, yeah, you know, wow, I went bro. To, I went to Harlem. My, my cousin noticed that tattoo out of all the tattoos. He said, Nick Cannon? Yeah, man, he was sick, bro. I mean, you know, uh, you know. That That'd be a wild cover-up, like to go to a tattoo shop and be like, I'm trying to cover this, and it says Nick Cannon. Dude be like, that's weird. <laughs> hey, he, he be tatting you the whole time like this. Yeah. <laughs> what what this guy? On Wild and Out, what, how, how, what was your intro? What did you audition like? Did you submit a tape? Did you do it in person? What was that? Walk us through that, bro. Now here, here's it. Here, oh my God! Here's ratings. Okay, so I was in a group called the Other Level. So to answer your question, I created Wild and Out. Okay. okay. Uh, I was in a group called the Other Level. Uh, Joe Blunt, Howie Bell, Thomas Ward, myself, and uh, Tony Roberts. We mm. were we were the Other Level. We had a deal in two thousand. Uh, and that, that that put age on me, but uh, we had a deal in 2000 with Will Smith, and it, it kind of Nick had a deal with Will Smith, and we had a deal with Will Smith. Mm -hmm. So both our deals fell through. Four years later, Nick is shooting uh, Roll Bounce, mm -hmm. and he flies me to uh, Chicago where they were filming, and he says, "I got a show for you," and I'm like, "Great, man, I'm broke. What's up?" <laughs> and he's like, "I said, what kind of show is it?" He said, well, it's kind of like the show you already do, but it ain't with them. Mm -hmm. It's you. So I'm like, so you're going to pay me a lot of money to pay these guys off? Because yeah. it's not going to be cool after a while. So to make a long story short, we we uh, we were in pre-production. Uh, a redhead pretty lady that worked at uh, MTV fired me right before mm. we were shooting. They did three uh, rehearsals, and Nick came to my house and said, I need you back. He go, 50000 I need you back. I said, okay, let's go. Yeah. So that was in 2005. Uh, so, uh, and if you look at the earlier seasons, I did a lot of writing for everybody who was a guest star, I mm -hmm. wrote for them. That's why I was on the black team. And then when I had to write for Nick, I was on the red team. So if you wow. look for the first three episodes, uh, seasons, I'm sorry, you will see me whisper in Nick's ear and then he'll go out. Or I'll mm. whisper, or I'll be all the way on the other side and be like, yeah, and then he'll, because I had the blueprint to it. Gotcha. So so how it all fell apart for me is it went, well, Nick got married to Mariah, so we took four years off. Mm. And then we uh, went back to MTV2. Which, where at one point I was getting like thirty-seven thousand an episode. That kind of went to twenty-four an episode. Mm -hmm. I was kind of mad about that. And then when we went to MTV Two, it went to. Oh man, the guys got him. Oh no. Oh yeah. So okay. we thought a bag then, was put over your head. 
Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm in the back of the car now. I know where I'm going. What What did it go down to when you went to MTV Two? Four thousand for me, but I had to fight. But the first initial deal was one thousand from thirty seven. From to thirty seven thousand. Yeah, they're getting this. Sorry, sorry about Man. that. That's Viacom. Yeah, yeah Viacom for real. MTV Two. Viacom calling like, shut up, shut up right now, shut up right now. Right, right. they like hell. Hold up, that was Nick calling me right now. What you talking about, man? <laughs> <laughs> was that the typical drop from MTV to MTV2, or was that a specific case? That was, it, well, at this point, they had used, Viacom was using Wild and Out as a launching vehicle for other networks under uh, Viacom that wasn't so successful as, uh, you know, MTV or VH1 was rising at that time. So they were mm -hmm. trying to just use it. Because if you remember, it's been on everything. It's been on VH1. It's been on MTV2. It's been on MTV. It's been on... Uh, one time we were going to HBO, uh, but that fell through. And so I quit because mm -hmm. they were paying me less. And I yeah. had... And I had to teach because I was I was like basically the Draymond Green of Wild and Out, meaning I was the floor coach. So every, mm -hmm. while we're shooting, I'm the coach. So, and I was the coach of everybody. Like, don't say that. Say what mm -hmm. you said in rehearsal to D Ray, Corey, whoever. And they all back me up. If it wasn't for me, D Ray or Corey wouldn't be on Wilding Out. I I went and got all of them because Nick wasn't like attached to the streets. So he right. didn't know what black comics were good enough to do this. So okay. I had to like kind of recruit people. I never got checks for none of that. So I, I don't like, you know, I don't say yeah. that a lot because it was all just a fuckboy move in a sense. But I was young and not rich and I needed it. So I just did whatever it took. Listen, those first deals, man, you 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 learn a lot from them. You, you yes, learn all the errors. You learn who to have look over your paperwork. You learn who to have there when you're signing and all that type of stuff. I've been yeah. some deals when I was like, God damn, they got me. Yeah, man. And then, and then here's the deal, and not not to blame Nick at all, but I had the same manager as Nick. I had the same lawyer as Nick. I had the same mm -hmm. everything as Nick. Mm -hmm. So I never had to go through with paperwork. They, they would just right. tell me what it is. Like, okay, well, you back on the next season. You getting this. You get a raise. Or this, da, 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 whatever. Gotcha. And, uh, and, and then in my clause, because me and Mike Epps, by the way, me and Mike Epps, if I'm Spider-Man, he is the Green Goblin. Uh, if he came on this right now, I would uh -huh. come through this screen and beat the shit out of him. Like Mike Epps is. <laughs> you said you were Spider Man and he's Green Goblin. Yeah. yeah. Oh damn, yeah. that's oh. on site. Yeah. <laughs> on site. Forever, forever. Damn. Yeah. If that's I see him crazy. right now with y'all, I'd be like, "Hey, y'all, go go to the car, man." Because uh, <laughs> go to the car. I'm about to do go something. To the car. Damn. Yeah. I don't I don't even want you to see this because uh, this is about. To I hate out. I hate to hear that, man. Because you, you guys have both added so much to the culture, man. It's 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 always unfortunate to hear that, but you know I understand that you know everybody has their personal relationship with people yeah. and those type of things are something that you know either time settles or you guys come to agreement or you just agree agree to disagree. So right. it's very you, you know you know you know what I say, T. Uh, What's up? Doing comedy and doing entertaining. Uh, at the level we do it on, is like having a, a like a trainer. See, like black black people have this fuck uh, messed up the most because we'll get a trainer and we'll have him for three months and he'll show us everything and then we'll feel like we don't need him no more. Right. Mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. So that's the same with entertainment. And I say that to say, because Mike Epps used to sleep on my couch before. I remember him sleeping on my couch and he had bait script right there. Next Friday script right there. And another, he had like, cause he got a three picture deal. So mm -hmm. I remember all three of the scripts being on my floor while he's on my couch. And the first time he got some money, he just said, man, I don't, you know, now, here's a, here's a crazy story. So me and Mike Epps used to buy each other's shoe cause he was more of a road comic than me in the beginning. Mm -hmm. So he would be on the road more than me. So he would come back home with some gym shoes. Like, oh, Nick, look what I got you. Oh, that's sweet. So when I got a deal, I bought him some gym shoes and, mm -hmm. and we had a fight. Wait, you had a fight because of the gym shoes? You he said, I ain't no bitch. What you buying me gym shoes for? And I said, a bitch? So you think I'm a bitch? It's on. That's crazy because y'all both from the Midwest. Like, I feel like Midwest people, for the most part, typically Damn. get along with all of us knowing the struggle and the hustle it takes to get out of that Midwest and go to it one is. of the coasts and, and, and really get on, you know what I'm saying? Not just for your city, but, you know, for your people and all that type of stuff. So, you right. think he didn't like the shoes? Maybe he didn't like the shoes? Uh, at, did you get I don't know why he didn't like the shoes. I loved it. There was some fours. There was the white with blue. When they had brought the blue fours with the white, it was all yeah. white with blue tips. Oh, it was cold. I was like, Man. here you go. And then he had a girl in the room that I didn't see because as soon as I walked in the door, I just gave him the shoes. And he was mm. like, what I look like a bitch? What you buying me shoes for? And I was like, what? Nigga, I'm about to beat your ass in your own house. Come outside. Damn. <laughs> a gift? I've never <laughs> seen yeah. such a, a historic comedy ass, right? Huh? Where'd you start doing comedy at? What city? Was it in Detroit? I, I started in Detroit, but it was uh, really rough mm -hmm. because, the, you know, Detroit is a rough place. So my grandmother lived in New York, so I would go to New York every summer. So oh, I no. tried to do it there, but it's a little bit harder. Mm -hmm. Like, so the easiest transition I had is when I, 1996, when I moved to L.A., and it, the crowds yeah. were a little bit more calmer. Mm -hmm. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So I, I would say LA, but I would be lying. So I, I'm gonna say I started in Detroit, but gotcha. I wasn't that great in Detroit. Listen, I know all about the stressfulness and the difficultness all through our life, especially when buying your favorite sporting events. Okay, if you're trying to get tickets to your your favorite event, you shouldn't have to be online sweating, haggling, and all of that type of stuff with killer deals and on. Uh, last minute tickets, you need to be on game time. Okay. Game mm. time has flash deals and last minute tickets. It's easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. Okay. You get the lowest price guaranteed, event cancellation protections, job loss protections, all of that. And that's a big thing. Let me tell you something. I bought some tickets to go see Usher and I bought them for the wrong day. Me and the wife. Mm. And there wow. was no protection with this. I, I was just out of $1,800 and I just had to hate that. I, I know, right? But with Game Time, man, you have all of that and more. Game Time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. You get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets for the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of mm. the difference. Come on now, what's beating that? Absolutely nothing, all right? So snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download Game Time app, create an account, and use the code DIYS for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply, and again, create an account, put in a DIYS code, and get $20 off 
your next <laughs> or your first pair of tickets. All right. Again, download the eight pound last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. I was doing so good up until the end. You saw that? <laughs> Why did the very end the words was like, let's switch? <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I'm not gonna lie. I was like, hey, hey, hey. Ah, my head exploded. Hey, I ain't gonna lie. That was the cold one of the coldest transitions. Hey, ever. He does this. He could have did that right in the middle of BMF. When BMF got to go to commercial, you you could have slid right in that motherfucker right there. I was, I was like, what is he doing? I was like, well, we got oh, one more coming. So that, yeah, this motherfucker's doing a commercial. Hey, man. Catch you by, catch you off guard, baby. That's what we do. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, I love so it. You started doing comedy in New York, uh, but it was hard. Detroit was kind of hard. And I understand that Detroit being one of those inner cities, like St. Louis had a couple spots. It was very difficult to get in if you weren't already known. When you're up and coming, unless you have somebody vouch for you, it's diff first of all, being a black comic in a city like St. Louis is very difficult. Because the yep. ones that were out, the comedy clubs that were available, they didn't really cater to us. They weren't in the city. They weren't close. And they really weren't checking for us. So I completely understanding, uh, completely understand counting your time from when you started in L.A. Because you have a lot of venues that will take you in. You had, you know, the Comedy yeah. Union. You had uh, uh, what, Comedy Act Theater over there. Robin mm -hmm. Harris was hosting all that type of stuff. Then you had, the you know, the Black Knight at um, the Comedy Store. Um, oh my god! With yeah, uh, so, Fat Tuesdays. Yeah. So, so let me tell you this story. So, I was very fortunate. Man, God is great, bro. Uh, mm. When I first moved to LA, my first show was at the Comedy Store at Fat Tuesday, uh, and and uh, Missy Shore was in the audience, mm. and she came to me like Yoda, and was <laughs> like, "Do you want to be a regular?" And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah." <laughs> and then so I was I go in history as the last person that she picked. Oh wow. Before she died. So wow. and my name has been on the comedy store wall since 2000, man. I was 18 years old when my name was on the wall. Didn't yeah, even wow. know what that shit meant, like for real. That's crazy. Like, like, for those that don't know, Mrs. Shore is the mother of Polly Shore. She ran the comedy store for years. A lot of comics got vetted through her. They became paid regulars, which means, first of all, for those that don't know, being a paid regular is a big thing in LA. All right? yeah. You got a lot of, you got a lot of clubs out here. Um, but a lot of times you only get in those clubs when an outside producer puts you on a show there to become a paid regular typically means the owner of that club has to see you and give you their blessing mm -hmm. to basically be put on the roster or what the payroll um, to be regular at that, and that means you're doing shows through the week. That means you're first pick for weekend shows, unless yeah. it's a private or a special event, that type of thing. That's a big deal in the comedy world to get past. And then also have your name on that wall. It's kind of like a badge of honor. You you did you did what you needed to do. You got fights and you got you got the the respect and uh, uh, the accolades that you deserve in this game. So that's a huge thing. Congratulations on that, man. Thank you, man. And then one thing you forgot, you actually get paid for sets too in your That is right. very true. You don't just get so, a drink ticket. Right. I mean, that paid one should be five dollars at, at the time. Like it, it's got exactly. it, it hasn't got much better. It's got a little better, but it hasn't got much better. Not for what we do. Damn, you know what I mean? they paying right. drink tickets, nigga. And and oh uh, well, it, the deluxe pay is uh chicken wings and fries. I thought people were joking when they said they were paid in chicken. Nigga, no. I got paid in food so many times at the J spot. Oh Just my God! Food. Shout out Just to the J spot, man. Now don't 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 get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. It was a blessing because I was getting the stage time. I was in a 
uh, Remarkable Comedians Club. I was, you know, I had, I was able to befriend him and that, and the food was good. They had a real chef at the J spot, but it's still like I'm living in Hollywood. I'm tra traveling to Inglewood, right? Or by, by LAX to do this show, and I'm doing yeah. seven to ten minutes sitting in traffic for an hour, hour and a half potentially. Right. And at the time, I had a V8, so I'm spending gas and everything <laughs> right food but right. it a lot of times the comedy is what even my wife didn't understand this at the time like you sometimes your job is going to the club and being seen because That's being it. seen when somebody is there and they're they're, they're going to the the, uh, the comedy club's office to get all the details or the tickets for their night and all that type of stuff they might see you be like oh shit uh what you doing this day and that's how right. you get booked that's how you get on gigs so a lot of times in the comedy world just being visible is a job. So niggas would go to two, three clubs a night, not getting up at any of them, just right. so you could stay vis visible. Right. Wow. And, then, and the thing is, it, it's the the thing about LA is you give up the road to be yeah. in LA. It's a privilege just to be in LA where people don't get. It's because you're going to get the commercials. You're going to get that, mm -hmm. just like you explained, just by being there. So sometimes you can't be on the road. You yeah. got to be there. You might be starving, but three weeks later, you be at the Man. mailbox, like, all right, let's rock. You either you're gonna sacrifice one way or the other. You're gonna sacrifice that road so you yeah. can be here for auditions and bookings and things of that nature, or you're gonna sacrifice the bookings, commercials, shows, and all that stuff so you can make money on the road. Now right. it's really about what you need at the time because the road money is good. If you're headlining on the road, you oh, can yeah. make anywhere from ten thousand to twenty thousand a weekend without yeah. merch. You add merch to that, you can add another three to five thousand dollars on that. But that yeah. means you missed out on you missed out on that fifty thousand dollar commercial. You missed right. out on that that uh that reoccurring role on Insecure or I'm telling you. Now. you missed out on that guest role on Dope or whatever other show may be out at the time. So it's always right. a give and take with it, and, and you know you just got to figure out what you need at that time because those roles don't come every week. You might not get one no. for a couple of months or whatever. Right. So you just got to be able to roll with those punches until they do come through. It's not an easy game, bro. No, and then and you ever notice this? When you, whenever you do go on the road and you're in your hotel room, you turn on the TV. Why you always see a comedian that you like? How you get this commercial? Like you never see that in LA, but you when you're on the road, you see it. Like oh, yes. like why Bro, did I leave? Like I've ah. seen so many commercials and shows that I've auditioned for. I was telling people about a commercial I auditioned for, and it came on at the Super Bowl. I think I was either I was talking about it on this show or more to the story. And then, like, literally a week later, it was the, the Super Bowl, and it came on. It was like, this is the commercial to was talking about. Dang. And they had me audition. I was a self-tape. They had me audition basically the whole commercial. Three different scenes. I had to film yeah. it in here, yeah. outside, and then by the car. And basically, they had me do the whole commercial just to not pick me. And then somebody else gets it. But that's just the name of the game. Did man. you know all the words during the commercial? Like, were you mouthing along with Oh, them? my God. I did that before. <laughs> I did that before. I was like, I made that. I made them say that. I put that in there. So, yeah. so let me say this. Let me give you some game on that. So, and this is what I tell people when they say, man, how you get into business? So when it comes to auditioning, they don't know what they want. So, mm -hmm. let, so let me give you, let me give you a scenario. So we all been at uh, auditions before. We might be the first three to read, or we might see three people go in first. So they might, so the cast lady might come out and say, okay, guys, just read it as you see it, you know, put a little thing to it and put your own to it. After three or four people come out, she's going to come back out and say, okay, well, let's not read it like that. Let's read it more like this. 
and let's be more like this. Because they're still they trying to figure it out. Yeah. Because they've seen four other people do it like that. So they never know what they want. You have to just show them. Yeah. Thanks. You know what yeah, I'm saying? They don't know what they want. That's why they have worldwide auditions because yeah. they want people who are nowhere near this life to give them the answer. And then they give it to Denzel because they already know what they want. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hilarious. <laughs> Denzel, be like this nigga from St. Louis we seen. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Oh, and by the way, shout out to Emos. The, hey. the, the flattest square of pizza ever, the, the best pizza I ever tasted in my life. The thing hey, about St. Louis is the niggas yeah. get killed there every day, mm -hmm. right by this beautiful uh Chinese spot. I don't know exactly where it's at, but they got some of the best Chinese food, but it's Tell always me, police and shit right there. Yeah, here we went to Emo's, right? Yeah, we had emos the first night. That was okay. the pizza we had, and then we went to the rice house when we went to my sister's house. We had the rice. And oh, uh, the crab ragoon, we had the St. Paul sandwich, all of that type of stuff. When I, I took them to St. Louis, I took them to all the spots. Only thing we didn't get to the hit was St. Louis club. Eats. Mm. Yeah, well, that's the only thing we didn't get to hit was the strip club because I was like, bro, we we might need to stay away from there. Yeah, and then you gotta go to East St. Louis for that to get a real one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, no, I know that's the strip from. clubs. Yeah, I'm originally from East St. Louis, so I was okay. gonna take, I was gonna take them to Brooklyn. I, I was wondering why you was like a dirty like light skin nigga, like you a light skin nigga, but you like dirty like. <laughs> Like you like a black Air Force light skin dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like dirty light skin spoiled nigga with all the toys. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a black people nature. When you see a, you see an opening, you just like let me throw this little shot in real quick. As soon as he said that, I was like, oh nigga, but your mustache still loaded. It like is it right, right. right. Here. <laughs> 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 For real, man. Yeah, that's just crazy. So and, and acting, how, did you get in, you know, how did you get into the acting and everything? You, 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 uh, the comedy all makes sense. Detroit growing up in, in that era, um, and then moving out to LA in 96. I mean, the 90s was popping for comics. You had a fire set at the comedy store, a laugh factory, and you would consist consistently fire, nigga. They were throwing you a show that I'm they were doing you, that heavy in the and, 90s. And then I came right when Tupac just died. Mm -hmm. So LA was on fire mm -hmm. very dangerous yeah at that time what happened to la you guys think because i think that all all comics i talk to kind of have the same opinion about this performing out here so i don't know i, I love it i just i just know that LA, when you're in la and you can afford to live in first of all you gotta afford it mm -hmm. that's the first thing uh and jokes uh telling jokes might not make you able to afford to live yeah. in LA. So if you can find a happy medium where you can live there, it's the best mm -hmm. place ever because the crowds don't fight you. Uh, you can be creative. You know, mon money, you take money out of the equation when you do uh, comedy in LA. The, mm -hmm. the stage is more of the money. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Then, Because you're not going to get no money out there. Like not that, right unless out you have your own room. That. Yeah. Right. You got to have your own room to make money off comedy. But it's the most bougie, riches, the feeling is, even if the mm -hmm. whole thing ain't, the feeling of it is very bougie. I, mean, I live in LA. Just to tell a comedian mm -hmm. from Chicago, I, mean, I live in LA. You know, hey, let, me, let me ask you how people responded to you after maybe like your, your first hit or your first taste of success and then you went back to the crib. 
What was that like? Okay, wow, that's crazy. Okay, so this bully that I avoided my whole life. <laughs> Wait, bully how? Like schoolyard bully or like yeah, he bully? wanted he wanted to beat me up bad since since sixth grade. What'd you do? Was it just one of those things, or did you do something to him? I was just a fat, fresh kid. I didn't know my dad, so my mom made sure I was fresh and made sure I smelled good. Wait, wait, did you say, I didn't know my dad, so my mom made sure I was fresh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that correlation before. That's wild as hell. <laughs> hey, hey, God bless all mothers. They know what yeah. they want at the end of the day. Okay. So, you know, so, so she just made it. Because, you know, she was like, well, you're going to be a fat kid. So, you know, they won't have to, they won't have too much to say about you because you're fresh and you smell good. And right. You might be fat, but at least you don't smell like ketchup. So, okay, that's cool, mom. Thank you. So, you know, so this guy, he wanted to fight me so bad, man. And I came back the first season of Wild and Out, I came and the dude came to my show. And he was like, look here, nigga. Nigga, all right, I'm glad you did something with your life. da 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 but look here, don't come to the hood, nigga, unless you bring some 40s for everybody. So I went to the corner store and bought two cases of 40s and, and dropped them right on the corner. You didn't even get uh, you didn't even get like a, a receipt from somebody that says that you did this? You just no, left I, them? No, I bought the 40s and stood there. Oh, okay, okay. So as you, they were you. coming up to, the, to see what was in the boxes, I'm handing people 40s. So they was like, oh, see, nigga, you the man. I was like, oh, okay. I'm the man. Hey, just okay. passing out 40s like Girl Scout cookies. Right, I was like, yeah. $120 on Mart Liquor, and now right. has a good pass, good forever. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm just I'm trying to figure out this bully logic. He paid for the ticket, pulled up to the show, and said, yeah, okay, but you got to get 40s for everybody. And then Yeah, made- like, like, don't come to the hood unless you got something for us. That's that, that's I mean you got I mean considering all things you got off pretty easy that nigga said uh, don't come unless you got Gucci sweaters for everybody but he said wow. 40, nigga that was a, a quick hundred and twenty and you good to go <laughs> Did right get I one? would hey I would have never went back I'd have sent CP me and CP is from the same area <laughs> you would have sent CP yeah because we're from the same area we both from oh, Brighton word, word. yeah did, so, did the bully get a forty did did the bully pull up for the forty oh man I gave him like six of them motherfuckers I ain't want no smoke. And this guy must no have been kind of scary. <laughs> because and look, I, I done like 12 years of UFC training. At that time I was still training, uh-huh. but it was just a psychological thing of, that I know he's been wanting to beat me up for so long. I just thought, man, no matter what I learn, he's still gonna beat me up. Like he hates me that much. He got in your head. Yeah. You still have that mentality and that that behavior of uh the whole bullying thing. Like you would think at some point motherfuckers let that shit go, but people really right. be holding on. But I guess yeah. if that's all you know. You exactly. Know I mean? And then imagine your life ain't shit. And this guy, mm-hmm. imagine being the guy who shot 50 Cent. Mm. I hear well, he's he, not around no more. Yeah, I was just like, yeah, evidently, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I bet you he lot. killed himself because he was looking at 50 so much like, God, I killed him. Nah, what's he, he doing? If he shot himself, he would have lost because he was clearly not that great at it. <laughs> he would have he would have survived somehow. <laughs> he shot himself sixteen times and lived. <laughs> right, I'm trying to tell you, all in the head, all head shot. Damn, that's wild to want to fight somebody your whole life and it never really stemmed from anything. Right, yeah. right. That's crazy, bro. Like, you know, how people, the hatred, because people hate, man, and, and it never goes away. 
-hmm. It's somebody who hates you for for something they did to you, and -hmm. you got over it, and they just hate you for that. That's wild. Ain't that crazy? (laughs) Let me ask you this, Spank. Um, You told us a a little bit about the people that you, you don't rock with as much. Who your ideal tour? Who would you okay. love to do a comedy tour with and y'all would just have the most fucking fun and y'all know y'all would kill, kill and tear down every city? I'm going to be honest, man, and I'm going to say this with my whole heart, man. Cap Williams is a fucking Don of this mm-hmm. shit. I know he's been through a lot of mm-hmm. funny shit, the shit that we can attack him on, but mm-hmm. he still like smiles and he still yeah. gets these million dollar deals, 50 million dollar deals out of nowhere. Like yeah. uh he's the I would say Cat Williams right now uh, mm-hmm. would be the best person. To, like I'm on tour, I do spot dates with Cat right now and it's uh mm-hmm. it's uh Tony Roberts, it's uh 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 Red Grant, it's mm-hmm. uh Zoo Man it's Tommy Davidson. It's I'm missing somebody, but uh, okay. uh, 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 Mark Curry, Mark Curry. Okay. And uh, to me, that right now, that's pretty much the super team. That was right. that is when the Warriors got Kevin Durant right now. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. That yeah. would be a double. That yeah. that would be hella double. But my favorite comedian is Tony Roberts. That, oh, that, nigga, beast. That, beast. And, and you know what's crazy? That was my first roommate. In my really, life. yeah, Tony Wait, Roberts. So were you staying uh in NorCal or was he down here? No, we was in Detroit then. You know, Tony Roberts from Detroit. Oh, he's from De- yeah, that's right. He's from Detroit. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know yeah. that was before y'all moved out. Okay, yeah, got so it. so Tony Roberts actually went to my mom's house with me mm-hmm. and asked her, Could I move in that apartment? Wow, so that that's how long me and Tony Roberts been knowing each other. Damn, you was a mama's boy for real then. Oh man, for yeah. real, for real. I'm still a mama's boy. All my yeah. kids look like my mama. I can't, really? I can't my mother if I tried. <laughs> me, yeah, me and my wife was just with the uh, breakfast, and we were just talking about looking at all the kids like, they look just like my mama. <laughs> How many is all of them? How many is all of them? We got three. I got a, a six-year-old uh, Lily. I got mm-hmm. a four-year-old Jedi. And I got a three, three-month-old Kobe. Hey, Jedi is a fire name. <laughs> she, fire. And my daughter Jedi uses her name. She must already know what it means because Just like she does tricks. everything. She, I, you'll see her on top of the TV. Like, how did you get right there? Like, how wow. did, what are you doing? Like, she is a handful. Bro. Girl named Jedi is legendary. Yeah, thanks, bro. That's let, super let, me, dope. let me tell you something, okay? Jedi, that's and crazy. If, if fellas, if you want to feel like a Jedi especially in the bedroom, <laughs> then you need to get with this blue chew, okay? Man, I, I love this, man. By blue chew, okay? And let's talk about it, all right? You guys know about blue chew. We ain't, hold on, let me let me just show you real quick. Because it's always been, it's always an arm's length. It's never going too far. This is my blue chew, okay? This Send me is, some of that. <laughs> oh, bro, listen, I, I give you one of these pills, you're going to sign up immediately. But here's okay. the thing. At the end of this pitch, I'm going to give you everything you need to sign up for free and get you a fir- your first month for free, okay? This Ooh. is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in a chewable tablet and at a fraction of the cost. And you can take them anytime, Spank. I'm talking about day, night. It doesn't matter. So you're always ready when the opportunity pops up if you get what i'm saying the process right. is super simple you go online to bluetooth.com you consult with one of the licensed medical providers and once you're approved you receive your prescription within days comes right to your doorstep 
unmarked package. It ain't got nothing on there telling people all in your business. You ain't got to worry about anything like that. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and they're prepared and they ship directly to your door in a discreet package. As I said, listen, man, first impression or if you've been married for however long Spanky's been married, I myself will be celebrating 10 years of marriage on March 17th. 10 Ooh, years. Congratulations. Thank you, man. Thank you. Congratulations. I've, been, I've been with my wife for 10 years, but we've been married for uh, six yeah, nice. yeah, we met me and my wife met in 2005, and it doesn't matter, man. They're still going strong thanks to the love we have for each other and also the Bluetooth. So, fella, <laughs> y'all ready to yep. keep it going or get it going? Trust me, you can't go wrong by trying it out because, again, I'm giving you a month free, okay? Right. All you have to do is go to bluechew.com, use the promo code DIYS at checkout, and just pay five dollars for shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code DIYS to receive your first month free, all right. I mean, you just pay $5 for shipping. You got $5 on you to turn a wonderful night into a wonderful life. You get what I'm talking about? Yeah, hey. you, you get it. Yes, sir. Yes, Blue, sir. Chew. Blue Chew is a easy sell. Oh, man. Not, not even going to lie. It's out of all our advertisers, that is the easiest Bro, sell. When I tell you, Spank, we've been, we've been advertising there for probably well over three years at this point. Man. Um, and shit, probably maybe like full, closer to four now, Pat. They mm. gave us a free trial for... Probably Almost a month far. or two, and after that ended, bro, we both signed back. up. Still, we going. both signed up. I get fifteen hey. of these a month, and they are dealt with accordingly. Hey. <laughs> it's nothing like a marital aid. Let me tell you that. <laughs> and here's the thing, Spank. It wasn't like we needed it. We just wanted to try yeah. it out there, client. Let, let's see what's going on, bro. We tried it out. We was like, Nick, you signing up? Because I think I'm signing up. I signed yeah. up. Got I, I ex expanded how much I was getting in a month, and then I went up on a prescription just to see what it was like. My dick wear a cape most of the time. Okay. There you go. Not all not all heroes wear capes, but my dick does. There you go. <laughs> hey, my my dick got the Spider Man mask. He he don't got a cape, but he got the mask that you put on. You know? <laughs> he's shot. He's shot. That's basically a condom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, like, like like a uh, a wool like a wool condom. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, speaking of wool condoms, have you guys ever actually tried the sheepskin ones? Lambskin? Yeah. Lambskin. I used to love them when I was younger. Oh, they're terrible. They're horrible. Horrible. I, I don't know why I used to love them. They come out I, like backwoods. They're like, they're right. all <laughs> like, they don't have the elasticity either. It's just like a string at the end that, that keeps the circle. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's actual skin, so it's like it has pores. So it's not even like a hundred percent protecting against everything. Exactly. Like, Remember, you used to have holes in. Yeah, it's, got, it's skin. It's skin. It's pores because it's, it's but, all, but yeah, it was I'm very good. lubricated. That's why I liked it. It was so yeah. lubricated. And you didn't even roll it up though. Get you it some already out. Some in the condom before you use it. But that, leave that lambskin bullshit alone. Yeah, you got to you got to cut them with scissors like a backwood too. You gotta <laughs> <laughs> that's some caveman <laughs> shit. Putting skin on your skin is pretty wild. Yeah, that's some Jeffrey Dahmer fucking right there. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Joyce, wild. I see you in the comments. Mind your business, Miss Joyce. Mind your business, okay? Just mind your business. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so touring. Um, I, I I tour a lot, and right now I'm on a tour with Kev, and we got this young lady named Mel Mitchell with us. Uh, we got our Kev who? Josh, huh? Kev who? Kev on stage. Kev on stage. Not Kev. Harden. Kev on stage. With all deaf, he was with all deaf, bald head dude. 
Oh, uh, uh, not, no offense, but kind of fat, kind of taller guy. Not fat, but yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's chubby. tall like me. He's tall like me. Oh, yeah. and he just won like an award or something, yeah, right? NAACP, okay, yeah. I've seen that. Yeah, I've seen NAACP. that, man. Congratulations, yeah, yeah. bro. I don't know you, Thank but you. congratulations. He's a, he's a solid brother, man. And you know, when you're touring with somebody, you are basically living with them on the weekends. And depending yeah. on the situation, y'all might be sharing rooms and shit like that. Like, exactly. what are some? Give me a horror story, and and, and and keep in mind, like this. People don't see this. I don't want you know if you're not comfortable saying nothing, you know, or, or whatever. Well, we'll, well, well, here's the here's the thing about being comfortable. Like I mentioned earlier, uh, I took 12 years of UFC fighting, so I'm not afraid ah, to say ah, anything about <laughs> anyone. Did this, right? 12 years. Yeah, you know, you know, if you haven't been trained, it's best it behooves you to leave me the fuck alone. That's hilarious. 12 years, I'm comfortable. Yeah, I'm pretty comfortable. And, and, and Rampage Jackson was my trainer. Oh, shit. So, okay. Damn. Know. All right. I know who that is, but if I didn't, that's Rampage is, is, is a name. No, no, no. Big I know Rampage. I've seen Rampage, but I'm saying if you haven't heard of him and his name oh. is Rampage, you should yeah. still yeah. <laughs> see yeah. we know what it is. <laughs> and even the rap, remember the rapper Rampage? He, he wasn't scary, but he had a big nose, so that kind of scared. Yeah. <laughs> strength is in nose. Your nose strength. But um, yeah, but yeah I, what, what was I saying before I said that? Oh, 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 oh the horror story. Horror story. So yeah. I'm going to say this. Uh, it was tons of them. But uh -huh. I think the first one I remember was we doing a Wild and Out tour, and I hate everybody at this point. I don't <laughs> want to be on the tour. Uh, I'm just broke as hell, so I need this gig. So let me yeah. just go do it. And they put me in a room with Shorty Shorty, and I couldn't understand a fucking thing he said. <laughs> What my name is? Yeah, it's like oh, everything, I know him. everything yeah. he said. I I was just imagining a bouncing ball on every word <laughs> that he said because I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I I don't know what you're saying. Hey, so man, I, you gotta you gotta live in Atlanta sometimes to to under understand the dialect that real Atlanta people speak. Yeah, like, it is. Yeah, it's thick, bro. Bro, let me tell you something. So so back to Shorty. He's now. Now this is way before that, that incident. He's on the show now. He's having a hard time because people think that he's replacing Cat Williams. Mm. So the so the cast is on his ass. Everybody's mm. like lighting this dude up, and he don't he don't really have no comeback because he probably wasn't expecting twelve people to be mad at him. Yeah. So mm -hmm. we don't understand what he's saying, and we had Bruce Bruce on the show, and everything he said, we would look at Bruce and say, "What did he just say?" And then he was like, "Oh, he just said." Da, 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 da. So Bruce was a, a translator, a right? Translator. So, so at the end of the show, I took Bruce Bruce to Nick Cannon's office. He said, "What's up, Spike?" I said, "Listen, we need to put him on the show because we don't know what Shorty's saying, and he know what he said. So maybe we need a middle or something. <laughs> we need a middle." <laughs> Now, don't get me wrong, Shorty Shorty, one of my best brothers, man. I yeah. love this guy to death. This is my man. So, yeah. you know, I say this to him. So he he know yeah. I'm not like dissing him or nothing. That's Bro, my dog. Y'all had so many iconic people on that fucking show. I completely forgot about Shorty Shorty, bro. Like, right. And when you right. said that Williams, that jogged my memory about him. Y'all had some of the heavy hitters in comedy. Damn near every heavy hitter in comedy that came after 
shit. The nineties in the nineties and after the nineties, you've had y'all had just about everybody on that crazy lineup. Yeah, yeah. Crazy and then we started lineup. in two thousand five, so we had to go back and grab some people. Yeah, it's late nineties, and and then bring them. Now, now, since you said Kevin, I gotta say this to you. Uh, the only fight I've had, just in case you was wondering, mm. only fight I ever had on Wildin' Out is with Kevin Hart. So. This is back in the MTV time, two, MTV two time. Mm -hmm. I was very upset. I had been Carlos, when my real name is Carlos. Mm -hmm. I had been Carlos for four straight years and mm -hmm. I didn't know how to find Spanky at this mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. I was very real, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? So Kevin's there, he, he's dressed like me, looked like me, I hate this guy right now. <laughs> So he said something weird to me. I just picked him up and slammed him right on the MTV logo. Nigga, oh, what are you during, doing? During an episode? I don't give a fuck. Yeah, no, this is, we're cutting. We, we have to cut because, because Kevin was complaining to Nick that I was on him because I'm on the other side of him, like grilling him and talking shit to him because I don't like him. So, mm -hmm. especially at this point, and, and I don't like him. I'm not saying I don't like Kevin Hart as a person. I don't uh, know him as a person. Right. I know him as the comedian, and me and him are in the same box. In yeah. Hollywood, they put you in the one box. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, T, you in the light-skinned chubby <laughs> nigga box, whoever that is. You might have been the only one in the box. Uh, <laughs> me uh, and Red Pat, Grant. Right. Real and Red Grant. Thank you for Jesus. Um, <laughs> Pat, you are uh, in the Marley. You with the Marley son somewhere <laughs> in the same box. <laughs> So, but the point is, they put you in a box. I'm in the yeah. box with uh, AJ Johnson, uh, mm -hmm. Kevin Hart, uh, Scrancho, uh, et cetera. Yeah. So me and him are the same person. So it seems like we're fighting and battling for this one position. Mm -hmm. So I didn't. I learned to not like him. Yeah. So if, if you think about when Kevin was on the show, I would always go after him and Kat mm -hmm. because they were the short people like me. Mm -hmm. So, Kat, uh, Kevin was like complaint, like he he would, we would be in taping and he'd look back at Nick like, "Hey man, get this nigga," and then he'd be like, "Cause I'll be all in his face, pointing at him and shit." Man, I, I'm training at this time. I'm kind of built more than you I. That's you feeling yourself. Yeah, my chest. You I turned into the bully that you didn't like. You turned exactly. into that nigga. I, I'm. Hey, uh, take me to jail. But, Shame on you, Spanky. So, you know how when you work out, your chest start poking out. You can see your nipples by looking down. You can look because your chest poking out. I'm there. I'm there, buddy. I am there. I am <laughs> loving it. I got on medium while and out shirts. I am there. Hey, a medium shirt make you feel different. Oh, my God. It'll it make you feel different. different, especially when you can fit it, but you still look buff, but not oh, fat. Yeah. Buff. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think push, I know that energy. Push your titties a little bit, but it still <laughs> make it look like one chest. Kind of, yeah, yeah. So he was talking stuff, man, and I didn't feel him. Uh, I had walked past the room and heard how much he was getting, and I wasn't getting nowhere near that. Well, and I was man. like, oh, I hate this little motherfucker. And he said something to me, and I just grabbed his pants and grabbed the top of his shirt and jumped up in the air with him, and boom! Oh, you did a takedown? A this Brazilian jiu-jitsu takedown? <laughs> boom! I'm talking about they had to say, hey, what was that? All the white people ran from the back. I didn't even know it was that many white people looking at us film taping it. And so this was they, this was live shoot. This was shooting. They had to edit it out. They they well, we were on uh commercial break. Yeah, like commercial break. 
And that's when it happened. But as we were filming, and it was right at the end of the show because mm -hmm. we were doing uh, Wild Style. We were doing Wild mm -hmm. Style. Gotcha. So I'm aggressively Wild Styling him. And then he said something back to me because I turned my back to him. And mm -hmm. I walked because I, I, I just didn't like this guy. So yeah. I walked back and he said, Spanky, something, something, yeah. And I just went, yeah, and went, whoop, boom. Now, now let me ask you this, Spanky, because we don't we don't make our um we don't make our edits. Um, and I don't want this just to be a wild take or hot take and be taken out of context and not have anything follow up on that. Um in this moment right now, do you see or do you see anything wrong with what you did? No. <laughs> That's the UFC training. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm a Marine, bro. I'm, I'm not a real Marine, but I'm like a Marine. So wait, what did did was there like did you get in trouble for that? Like you okay, you you slammed Kevin Hart on the floor, then what happened? Oh uh, well, okay, so let me say that nothing because Nick so I was the guy that Nick had to protect because I, I'm the golden child. I knew everything, I knew the show. So it would be crazy to get rid of me. Gotcha. Because then Nick would have to think of everything itself. So mm -hmm. he wasn't, at that moment, he wasn't trying to do that. He was just trying to make this a cakewalk as easy as it could be. He had just got uh, America's Got Talent and he was doing something else. So this was like his third show at this time. Right. So he, he was, was doing two other he shows. Was, he was, that nigga was busy. Exactly. Busy, busy. So, so he couldn't really dive into it. He yeah. just kind of said, hey, man, don't do that. Keep keep your hands to yourself, man. Let's just talk. Don't about do it. that. Keep your hands to yourself is a wild ass response. Don't, hey man, don't do that, man. Don't Slap be the rock bottom, man. Girl, man. Rock I bottom, mean, Kevin Hart. Don't do that, man. Come on. So I mean, think about it. If if uh, Draymond smacks a person on the on the team, are the Warriors gonna fire Draymond? No, they can't. Something they might happen though. Can't win without him. But it's on TV though, fine, so they might bro. have to find him. Did you have? Yeah, there was like no consequences. I, I did get fined. I remember my birthday was two days later, and uh, they said that they didn't need me until Monday. So that day had to be Thursday, and my birthday was on a Sunday. So, uh, but I will say this: that's what made Kevin Hart start working out. Mm. That'll do it. <laughs> right. Listen, after that fight, six months later, I'm in a, I'm in the airport and I see Male Fitness magazine and fucking Kevin Hart is on the cover. You said two weeks, <laughs> two weeks later? No, like like four, five, six months later. Oh, okay. So he was already kind of like this was in like a he was already Kevin Hart at this. Yeah, at this oh point. yeah, he was definitely Kevin Hart by the end. Wow. He he was because Kevin Hart would go. Kevin Hart started Wildin' Out with us. A lot of people don't mm -hmm. remember him because he's so big. But mm -hmm. he was in the first episodes of Wildin' Out. No, for and, sure. Yeah, and then he would, right, and then every time we would come back to the next season, he would be episode one every year. Damn. So season mm -hmm. two, episode one, Kevin Hart. Season three, episode one, Kevin Hart. Same wow. thing. Now, here's another Wildin' Out fun fact. Back to Mike Epps. If you look at it, me and Mike Epps were never on a Wildin' Out episode, ever. In Wildin' Out history, me and Mike Epps were never on the same team. This is a long-lasting long beef, then. This goes back, huh? This goes way back. Way back. Would y'all ever, ever squash it? No. Damn. He did no. UFC for 12 years. Yeah, I'm, I'm, re I'm ready to, to show them something, and they, and they won't let me. So, so wait, they... Spank, you had you had a bully 
at one point. Yeah. And then you then you started training 12 uh, UFC and then now you now you <laughs> set up. But then you bullied Kevin Hart yeah. <laughs> and then he started working out. Right. So the cycle kind of continues. At some point, Kevin Hart's gonna make a nigga start working out in comedy. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And 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 for the record, and not to be violent or, or negative, I will definitely mm. spar with them at any time if they want to get something off their chest. Mm. And and little Duval can join. He can be in the line too. Oh, you um, got a whole a whole laundry hell, list. Man, you got a hit yeah. list, bro. I got that's a hit why, list. That's why he's in the gym. He's like yeah. he got different yeah. comedians on the on the punching yeah. bag. Yeah, and really, I really, I really want to beat up the bully that scared me forever. So, you know, when I, when I fight them, when I look at them, I see his, his yeah, face. I just say, I feel like you're projecting. I feel like yeah, you're yeah. Projecting yeah. This, yeah. this one makes sense. Yeah. These yeah. ain't got nothing to do with it. This one makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but no, I, I I'm I'm uh, very matured since then, man. I got family and a wife, and my wife yeah. and my kids can't live without me. So, bro, kids will slow you down in a yeah, good man. way, bro. All that especially girls. Especially nope. girls. Oh wow! You know, yeah. and uh, so I'm I'm a whole different person now. But at the same time, yeah, I have a memory. Still with the sis, you still with the sis? I get it. I still remember. <laughs> you, did so what? you don't lose it. You just choose when to use it. Exactly. Oh, exactly. God and, damn! I'm on and, fire today, bitch. Yeah, you. Hey, you, your metaphoric formation <laughs> is out cold right now. <laughs> the wrong, the wrong nigga gonna say something to Spanky, and they gonna end up in a figure four leg lock. They gonna end up in a, hey. a triangle it's, hole. It's, hey. it's the worst part. Niggas can't tap out in the street fight. Niggas, they can't never. <laughs> what that mean? What that mean? Ain't tapping out, bitch. Hey, if you push the tapping and the nigga say what that mean, but he tapping you. If a nigga say, if you try to tap out and say what that mean, oh, it's over. <laughs> it's like an over for you. Going to his pocket, pulling out money. He's like, hey, hey here, take hey, this. Hey guys, and here's the here's the thing. Uh, that's what I really. This is what made me come back to comedy because I took six years off, mm-hmm. and and it was because I had this. Uh, here's I'll say this as quick as I can. I had developed a type. So what I mean was, it was, it was this, uh, uh, what was the name of this movie? And when I seen it, I was glad that I didn't get the part. It was a uh, 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 lottery ticket. That's what it was. It was lottery oh, with ticket. Ba- with Bow Wow, right? Right. Yeah. And Mike Epps and uh, Randy T. Jackson. Mm-hmm. So in the script, it had, you know, the character breakdown. And it was for the guy who was the bully in that movie. <laughs> who was taking uh the, the lottery tickets and beating up Bow Wow? Yeah. So in the in the uh description it had short uh this, this, that, dot, 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 a spanky haze type, right? So hey, go back, go back, go back. Sorry, it, said, Dad, it, it, it wrote that it said that spanky haze it type, says, bro. It, it's it's the breakdown breakdowns and all wow. this all the time. In the breakdown. Of going with the person, they'll say such and such like I've seen that right. on auditions that I've got. That's Come wild. On. So I go to the I go to the audition eight times. I rock this shit eight times. Mm-hmm. Front of Ice Cube, front of Ice Cube son, front of Ice Cube wife uh, is the other dude that's real recognizable. Or Stan, the dude who plays Stan in mm. Friday. He was he's a producer also. I didn't know that until oh, wow. this, to this right. Stanley, so, Stanley. He he is <laughs> he is a uh, producer. He helps wow. uh, Ice Cube produce stuff. Oh, so right. he's wow. there. Whatever. Blah 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 blah. So I go the last day. And the uh, casting says, 
well, you didn't really read it like you normally do. And I said, well, I did this shit like 18 times. Like, how many times you want me to do this? I said, it says Spanky Hayes typing the thing. She says, it still hurts. She says, well, we don't necessarily want Spanky Hayes. So I tore the office up. So that's uh, what type means. Right, she told the type. She said, so I said, so you want somebody that act like me, but you don't want me? So I thought about it for a second, and then I just decided to knock over all the pictures on the wall. Oh, shit. And I decided to kick the Apple house computer over. Uh, that back in the day when they had the big Apple in the back uh, mm -hmm. and the uh, fluorescent uh, yeah. yeah, I remember all that. And this is what I remember most about all of that. When I walked out of the office, I seen the, the uh, Destiny Child girl that, that's an actress now. She was, in the first, she was in the first Destiny Child run, but she's an actress uh, now. To, to, um, Kelly? Not Kelly, right? Not Kelly. The light-skinned one. Um, damn, not, I can't think of Michelle? Not Michelle. Oh, you're that. talking about the other two. The, the first two, something like that. The first two, Francis. Not one oh, thing. <laughs> he, he was in Francis. He said Francis. He was like uh, not Francis. The other one. Uh, right. Uh, she was in that uh, Tupac and Biggie uh, un unsolved thing, and she was uh, Suge Knight's wife. Remember when the police got shot by the white police, and they went to police went to go talk to the white Latoya. Latoya. They're saying it in the comments. Thank you guys. When I walked out of that office, Latoya was sitting there looking like who, because she was looking at the door like, who's about to come out of here? And when I came out, she kind of looked at me like, okay. I said, hey, I love your shit, man. Thank you. I just gave her like a compliment. I like, hey, I love it. your shit, man. And, and walked out. And that was part of me retiring because I'm thinking, how bad does Lil Wayne, I mean, okay, compliments are always great i guess right if you're in that stage of your life to accept the compliment so think about how little wayne looks at little uzi Vert, and think about how little wayne look at young thug and think mm -hmm. about how little wayne looks at the last 30 rappers that came out the last seven years mm -hmm. you i mean i guess it's flattering but nigga i'm alive i can see you being like me <laughs> wow. So it's like, come on. Like, yeah. and what's dangerous now, somehow I developed this Kobe Bryant eye that's smaller than this eye mm -hmm. that kind of makes me feel a little dangerous. <laughs> I didn't know that was a Kobe thing. I think I have that. Yeah, that Kobe eye. That, that's when he became the Mamba. People started noticing <laughs> that one eye was littler than the other one. Nigga, all the stories you have told us have confirmed that you're a little dangerous. And also, you <laughs> might need to check out my therapist, man. It's a black lady. She 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 she's with the shits right now. Therapy okay. is therapy is great, man. Was that I, was I, I, I understand that 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 rage initially, uh, but like you've already said, you know, with the kids, like that that at this point in your life, it slows you down from doing a lot of that. Oh yeah, thing. yeah. Because you allowed me to be able to come back to comedy. Yeah. Because I I didn't like it anymore because I wasn't celebrated. I was celebrated, mm -hmm. but they would celebrate they win, which is really my win, but they would do it in front of me. So I'm like, mm -hmm. what? What is this? 
And then, you know, in show business, you can't kill nobody. So it's like, I can't kill all you motherfuckers. So it's like, oh, God damn. That was an like, option? <laughs> yeah, sort of. You know. When, you were just like, well, I can't kill everybody, so. <laughs> I'm just, just going to probably do something bad to one of them. But, but and all of that comes from, like damn. you said, T, rage. It's rage. I was raised. I was broke. Mm. I was, I was, I was, everybody was telling me how great I was, but I was fucking, they was the man, you're so great. Good. Can you buy me a sandwich, motherfucker? Yeah, I hate, I hate, no, I, can you I, give me I a ride down La Cienega, please? That, um, you know that feeling of being seen but not recognized for your on. greatness, and it, 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 it is a frustrating thing to go through and, and be in in that moment. But you, that's when you, and this is just in my opinion because I felt that before. That's when I've had to remind myself of why I'm doing it. If I'm right. doing it. Just for the accolades of my peers and stuff like that, that's cool. But if I'm doing it for the fans, then that's something completely different. And there are times right. in your life where you're gonna have to recognize that, like especially in comedy, like like we how we talked about the monetary value and the monetary rewards, they're not there initially. You're doing right. it for the, the 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 love of the sport, mm-hmm. entertaining people because even even <clears throat> getting paid as much as Kevin Hart, right. There's still no amount of money that equates to that feeling you get when you are destroyed. When you get in that, that groove and it feels like an out-of-body experience. And does does he ever destroy? Like you like see that? yourself on stage killing it. You have that moment like, nigga, I am fucking doing it. There's no yeah. amount of money that can equate to that feeling. That Never. is just a joy that you get from your sport. And then often in those times where you feel like you're being seen but not recognized for your greatness, that's right. when you have to remind yourself of that shit because you have to stay true to you and why you started doing that shit. And that's what holds you and keeps you grounded in those difficult times and in, in right. those times of adverse ad, adversary. Because right. or no adversity, excuse me. Adversity. I know what you meant. I know what you meant. Yeah, <laughs> because it, it it makes a difference, man. And you won't always get all your flowers when you feel like they are due. Exactly. People who are true fans of you and appreciate what you've added to the craft will always remember what you did. That's very true. Who love wilding out is the same way with the people that watch roast me and great taste and all that type of stuff. When they become fans, they go back and watch the whole catalog from beginning to end because they're invested in that show. They're invested in the longevity of it and the success of it. And then they get invested in the characters in it or the people that partake in it. So you will always be remembered and revered for what you did. You don't need the accolades from your peers because in reality, your peers aren't necessarily the ones who are going to be at your shows anyway. That's true. They niggas know you. So they're going to walk up to the door like, yo, what's Spanky? Your, right. your, your supporter and your tribe, those are the ones that are going to come buy tickets, sit mm-hmm. down and watch you perform, buy your merch, yep. support you in the next city, tell mm-hmm. their people how much fun they had at your show and they should go check you out. That's when you have to remind yourself of what you're doing it for. Because right. a lot of times your peers won't be the ones to celebrate you in a way that you feel like you should be. It's going to exactly. be people that been with you and, and they rock with you and they enjoy your talent, man. So just if I can give you that Hell little yeah. note, man, because you are brilliant. Uh-huh. You're an, uh, you, an amazing entertainer and talent. The world needs more of you. You know what I'm saying? I wish you nothing but success and, and uh-huh. peace going forward, Thank man. You. Because, Thank you. you know, I, I, I believe that you really mean that because 
the way you your hand was balled up when you said, "Oh, nigga," because I know it. <laughs> yes, I know it. And it's, 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 it's all in the hand you, gesture, but it's still ringing true to me because we all, no one is, we all in part perfect in the eyes of God. We all fall short yeah. of glory. So no even doubt. though I'm saying it to you, I'm still hearing it myself and reminding myself because. There are many more days when I'm going to experience the same shit, and I'm gonna to have to circle back to this conversation mm-hmm. and, and, and right. remind myself of why I'm doing it, bro. Right. So right. And but and, and let me say this, and then and you guys' era is is it seems to be as I'm out looking at y'all, not being in the game, but looking at y'all mm-hmm. play, it, it seems to be a little a little bit more fun than when I was mm-hmm. playing. Hmm. Yeah. And, and, and I'm gonna tell you why because that, okay, so. Fame, let's 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 work on this word fame. Fame in my era was the richness. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't no money. You're not getting a deal. You're not getting that. You're not gonna get this. But you'll be famous. So uh, so what's fame? So I had to be famous and be famous for so long and still broke to understand that fame wasn't shit. Nah. Now in this era. It's almost like fame is the first step. Mm. So mm. like what well, we fought 10 years, seven years to get funny, that's kind of cut out now. Yeah. yeah. Either you're appealing to be famous. Now it's more about appeal versus yeah. skill on stage. Yeah. I mean, yeah. this is just my opinion. This is my Technology. well, you can you oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Pat. I just did my rank. I was just I was just gonna say that. You're right about that, because I feel like in in this era, the early stages, which is probably a lot what you guys heard, too, was that, you know, the, the biggest scam is they pay you in experience or they pay you in followers. And it's just like, oh, we can't pay you, but you'll get the exposure. You'll get the this, this, right. this, this and that, except for, for the payment. And a lot of people do accept that as currency because of the need for fame and for followers right. and stuff. Right. And there is an argument to be said that that can lead to something else. But that is more than likely a scam that's just kind of yeah. like, you know. I mean, I would say eight out of ten times in that scenario you just put, Pat, uh, it was nothing at the end of that race. Mm-hmm. It was just that they were famed for that one period, and then you get mad at that, so you don't follow up. So now you're not even famous no more for that particular thing. Outside right. of, like, the internet. It's like a girlfriend. And, and social media that that really help people elevate and expand their brand and their name to all corners of the world. It was also the switch of mindset. You know, back when right. you were coming up, Spanky, it was very much a solo race, not a right. marathon, a solo race. I got to hurry up and get famous. I got to hurry up and pop and all that yeah. type of stuff. And now we, like the best part of my life is getting to work with my friends. Right. The money is ancillary. That's a bonus. But right. the fact I get to travel with people and do shows, and right. I consider these people like friends and family. I get to do a podcast with someone I consider like I was just about to say that. And we, and it's no, it's not like oh, this nigga trying to steal the spotlight. Oh, this nigga doing too much time. If this nigga get on, he's pulling me up because we're we're linked together. If I get on before him, I'm pulling him up because we're linked together. Right. And you start looking at it as like a conglomerate in a, in, a, in a business and we're moving together, not like one person gets on and leave the group. Mm-hmm. It's, it's We don't look at it as the same type of solo race. So right. it's very it, helpful it, on that sense too. Right. It's, it's like basketball. It's, it's like the era of Michael Jordan. It was only Michael Jordan. That's when before mm-hmm. that it was teams. But then when Michael Jordan came out, it became a singular 
player, which, yeah. which led to Kobe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A singular, nobody cared about a team. It was more, I'm the man. Me, 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 me. player, yeah. Right. right. So now it's more back to team like the Warriors or like the, I'm a big Warrior fan. So, you know, it's more <laughs> like the Warriors because now they're a team and you got to be scared of four shooters, five shooters at this, on the same floor. Right. Where in my era, it was, you only had to be scared of the one player. Like, mm -hmm. like double team him. Let somebody else. <laughs> it's oh, like man. that with yeah. It's like that in a lot of things because I think that the gatekeepers are losing power. You know, earlier exactly. there was a there was a handful of gatekeepers and they they felt like okay, since I make the decisions, I let less people through. And now it's like that that lane is open, so there's way more collaboration. There's way more. Yeah. I feel like it's not so much like that box you were talking about earlier, even though that's right. still very much a thing. Yeah. But now it's like those boxes. People are starting to work with each other. As right. opposed to against each other, even like when you said like Lil Wayne talking about all these new rappers, he was kind of like the last of that era because there are interviews of rappers saying that he Lil Wayne didn't mess with them because he's like, why would I mess with you? You're copying my whole thing. Exactly. And, but now it's like a lot of these people are are kind of like letting go of that and working together, even if the other one bid off of them, you know, because right. they they know that but, it's but still because because uh, originality was lost in probably 2005. Mm. So it's no, it's not too much originality anymore. It's it's, it's literally TikTok is literally to me, TikTok, Instagram, things of that nature were made for people, regular people, to be us in thirty seconds. And that's why it's you can just completely rip off somebody's sound, joke, or whatever, and it's not even a big deal because it's not they're a big just. Deal. They're just like, no, I'm just doing it. And they don't really yeah. understand the 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 art of making that in the first place. Exactly. Yeah. They don't even know who voice that is. They doing over, they mimicking. They don't even right. know the voice. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's like, it, it's just like, uh, it's just cheaper. I mean, I hate to, I don't want to say nothing disrespectful, but it's, it's a little cheaper than mm. it was. You know what I'm saying? It was, it was more rich because you actually had, it was like being in fraternity. You had to do whatever you had to do to cross those sands or whatever you had to do to get in this fraternity. Now it's like, like you said, like you guys are already in a fraternity and y'all pulling me back into mm -hmm. a fraternity right now by even just doing this. And then let me give y'all a piece of cake because like you said uh, earlier, the gatekeepers are losing their power. And I want y'all to know it's because of guys like y'all mm -hmm. that they are losing their power. Because y'all are in the streets still. I mean, you know, I don't know y'all personally talk to y'all every day, but I'm saying y'all in the streets enough to know who's in the streets doing what they're doing. Mm -hmm. They don't know that. They got to hire somebody to go to the club to right. say, what are they drinking now? Or what are they mm -hmm. doing now? Or how do they, yeah. do they throw the money in the air or do they just give it to the stripper? Like mm -hmm. they don't know. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And, and that's good that y'all keeping y'all middle because that five, six, seven, platform is the greatest yeah because when you're at eight nine ten they expect too much from you when mm -hmm. you're at zero one two three they they don't know it they don't know they, enough about you it's hard to get in because yeah. you, you're only at three it's, it's good when yeah you at five six seven that means you seen some shit and you heard some shit because mm -hmm. you wouldn't be right there unless you hear shit from up there and you mm -hmm. already done what well, you already did this down. facts mm -hmm. Yeah. You feel me? So that I see y'all there. Take Appreciate the numbers it, out. Take the numbers out. Thanks. But I see y'all right there yeah. where you guys can make a change and bring real entertainment 
to and because Hollywood is all a game, and it's if you're not playing the game, you gotta suck somebody's dick. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, yeah, you, you gotta, you gotta let a, 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 a big, a big white fat stomach guy touch your shoulder while he's talking to you. Shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's just things that you have to get used to yeah. to do this. You wow. know what I'm saying? So yeah. I think that I want to congratulate y'all, man, because I, I'm a big fan. My whole family is big fans of y'all, man. Like, Thank that's you, why bro. I post y'all. Like, yeah. man, I'm going to fuck with these guys, dude, because I, I appreciate I it, man. all the time, man. Like, you know, we watch Roast Me, and, and then Roast Me, man, I want to say this about Roast Me. Uh, man, God bless that show, man, because I used to wonder, what the fuck is Boo Capone going to ever surface <laughs> for? I used to really oh, be boo, worried man. about him, man. Really hey. worried about Boo Capone, bro. That's my dog. Boo Capone used to come to the comedy store and sit in the audience and watch me. Wow. Man. So, you know, and when he decided to do comedy, he came to me for advice. So yeah. I said, man, just keep, and he would always just cap on people. Yeah. So, that so like like a people a person a professional comedian would tell an upcoming comedian don't cap and don't roast that's not comedy that will never work. Boo Capone is the exception to yeah. that. Yeah, uh, he 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 is a he just became a force and yeah. it was and it, it's it's I, I feel you on that like I I I look at how funny he is and I'm right. just like man like you had to you had to emerge somewhere it was good right. you know what i mean like it was it was gonna happen at at some point so i appreciate you saying that man yeah, yeah, man. Man. I, that. I even told cat williams that before i said he was because i was i made cat williams watch it and i mm -hmm. said man look at this show man it's a new show that's on and he was like um i don't want to see other comedians and i was like but look there's boo capone and he was like oh boo capone <laughs> Even he was happy, like, oh, that's pretty cool. Okay, Buka Boo, all right. Shout so out to like, Boo, you know, man. Appreciate him, bro. And appreciate yeah, you for stopping by, man. We got to get ready to roll up out of here. But before we do, man, please let the people know where they can find you. If you got anything coming out, where they can check that out. Uh, and anything to look out for on the, on the horizon as well, brother. Okay, so I'm very excited to announce that I am in a... Big movie, maybe the biggest movie I've ever been in, uh, called Back on the Strip. It has Wesley Snipes and yeah. uh, Tiffany Haddish and get people of that nature. Uh, uh, directed by Chris Spencer. Um, I'm so happy to be in this film, man, and to be retired and to come right back. And the first thing you do out of retirement is a film with fucking Wesley Snipes. Yeah. Lit. Come on. Crazy, like, bro. Okay, thank God. Uh, I have Instagram official Spanky Hayes. I'm not really into followers. I don't want, mm. really want you to follow me. Uh, <laughs> uh, why not? Uh, follow him. Yeah. Follow him. Wow, yeah. bro. You know, <laughs> I'm a little bit before that, so I'm like, whatever. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, but yeah, and then hopefully I'm going to be working with y'all guys more, man. I'm really eager to do that, man. Uh, y'all the sure. movers and shakers, and uh, I, I got to be down. Right. Every, every good yeah. team Every good team needs mm -hmm. a veteran who's one Absolutely. That's fact. Absolutely, man. So, Listen, man, we want to thank our special guest, Spanky Hayes, for coming through, man. Shout out to the Scary Squad in the comments, man. Don't forget, um, March 20th, we are at Flappers Comedy Club. We're doing a live version of the podcast with BT Kingsley and Lisa Buss. It's going to be fantastic. Grab your tickets right now at flapperscomedy.com. 
com. You can grab those right now for the Scary Squad. We're going to repost it. I think Hippie might have already reposted it in the group, but we're going to repost the link so you guys can get your special discount for being uh, a Scary Squad member. Everyone else, thank y'all so much for watching. Again, grab those tickets. We'll see you on the next episode of Damn Internet. You scary. Peace, guys. guys.